0: Well, hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. It is time for another edition of Coffee House Theology. Uh, this is Pastor Jay Strather with my good friend, Brian Ball. Brian, how are we doing today? Wonderful. How are you doing? <laughs> doing well, thank you. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, meaning it's raining outside. Exactly. Because that's raining what Christmas cool. looks like it's... in Middle Tennessee. Uh, but we're glad you're with us midweek. Again, we miss seeing you in person, but we're glad that you're able to join us virtually by podcast and uh, as we continue to work our way as the whole church through the whole Word in 2020. And, oh, what a year it's been. And it's been a good year to be in the Word. Brian and I have often commented... This is the fun stuff for us. Like, this is good. Like, we can't wait to get to this moment on a Wednesday and talk about the Bible. It's all the other stuff that uh, we have to navigate that can be a challenge, but uh, we hope it's helpful to you. We know it's helpful to us. And so uh, today, we're going to start with a word of prayer, and then we're going to jump into the Gospel of John as we wrap up the Gospels today. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love for us, Mm -hmm. that uh, God, we didn't have any ability to love you, but you first loved us. And so uh, you sent us your son, Jesus, uh, as the first and greatest gift we could ever ever desire or want and god that's really what this gospel is all about so today would you help us to understand the story of jesus through the lens the eyes uh, of the apostle john who had a very unique and up close encounter uh, with jesus and so god thank you uh, for these words thank you for this time together god would it impact our lives it's in your name we pray amen amen Amen. So uh, as many of you know, we are doing a chronological Bible reading plan this year. And so uh, if you're reading along with us, we are in Holy Week, basically. Uh, And so John's gospel is almost divided in two in the sense of, as we're going to see today, Uh, he spends a lot of time uh, on the passion of the Christ and gives us a unique lens into that. Uh, But before we get there, we want to get the big picture of the gospel of John. And and Brian, one of my my favorite New Testament theologians uh, is uh, named F.F. Bruce. uh, And he's got a great commentary. And he talks about the impact of John uh, that it has on people. And so I love those guys who are able to to be rigorous academically, but they combine it with the real world experience. And so he he said this, a friend told him who ran a ministry on Chicago Skid Row, that the gospel of John is what they use to share the gospel and to disciple the men who came to Christ. And he said, in their work, they found that John's gospel is the best for dealing with these tough, hard men. Its straight, unequivocal words about sin sin and salvation somehow go home and carry conviction to the most abandoned, while its direct invitation wins a response that nothing else does. Wow. I just thought that was powerful, wow. you know. Like you take some down and out guys, some of the toughest guys on the streets, and they basically use the Gospel of John as their evangelism tract. Wow, you know, and it and it impacts them. And, and Brian, this this Gospel's had an impact on your life as well.
1: It has, it has. We were uh, that's what you. Know, it's, it's amazing how God uses His Word for different for different things, right? And our oldest son was born uh, with cerebral palsy, and it, uh, was diagnosed ten months old. We were told that he would um, never walk, and he would wither and die at nine. Mm. And so that's that's hard news holding your 10 year old and, your, and, and your you're uncles. firstborn at that and our firstborn and so that was that was tough and so I began praying I told the Lord you've always been good to me yeah. I said you've always taken care of me I'm a big boy take literally anything you want I meant that anything yeah. you want from me yeah. heal my son I said I, you and I can walk through whatever but heal my son and I prayed that for years mm. I prayed that for years. And and what the Lord brought me, and, and uh, what the Lord brought me to was John 9. Yeah. And there was a man born blind, yeah. right? And his disciples asked, Who sinned? This man or his parents that yeah. he was born blind. Jesus said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this was done so the glory of God may be shown in his life. And now Benjamin is a senior at Princeton, right? <laughs> And he walks, I mean, he walks a little funny, but he walks, and yeah. he holds his pencil a little funny, but holds his but, but you see the glory and he's there as a Christian. He's there as yeah. a as representing with a strong faith in the Lord. Yeah. And you see what the Lord is doing through that. And yeah. it's because all of those things that we count as weakness, the Lord uses to his glory. Amen. Yeah. And the Lord uses to his strength. And so Ben, I don't you know, I don't know what piece you pull out of benjamin he's not benjamin yeah and so as stupid as these words sound i would have to say that cerebral palsy was a blessing to our family wow because that was done to the glory of god yeah right and and that's where john hits me that's where john hits our family yeah and so these these are powerful words and i and i agree entirely what i love is john leaves no middle yeah he leaves no middle. Even even the famous passage in three, right, where That's, he can't yeah, say the word. Yeah. Right. The rest of that, nineteen through twenty one. Everybody talks about. It, right. Yeah. Is all about the right, Right. If you, if you don't believe, right? right. These are the things that happen. We
0: yeah, we're we're confronted with this very visceral, very real picture of Jesus. You right. know, And what I'm always amazed by is that John was one of Jesus's inner circle. Oh yeah. So like like you know you know buddies who are my inner circle. It's kind of like you know you know that everybody has their public persona, but then here's who they really are behind the scenes, for good or bad. You know. of right of thing but but man you know that there was no fooling john about who jesus was
1: right well, he was there in those intimate moments, right? And that's where, and let's get let's kind of talk a little bit about John, right? Because yeah, he's, yeah, he's brother of James, right? Yeah, we could just keep going, but yeah, we probably uh, we need probably to give you guys some handles. Material, let's, yes. give you, let's give
0: you some good biblical <laughs> handles and exposition here.
1: Right, so, so John, James, brother, right, they're the sons of thunder, right? So think about here, so let's go back and review our gospel writers. One right? of my
0: favorite <laughs> nicknames of all time. Yeah. Well, right? I
1: would like that nickname, right? Me, with the hammer, right? I, yeah. I did like the hammer, right, from Maccabeus. Um, but anyway, right, so we've had, so Mark was written basically, by somebody who abandoned people right? He, right. Was, he was basically a coward yeah um uh
0: Matthew Matthew. was written by a tax collector, right? Who's a traitor.
1: Luke was was the gentle doctor,
0: and a gentile,
1: though, and an an outsider, right? And now we have the son of thunder's perspective, (laughs) right? So I I think that's really cool—the breadth of 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 experience. But back
0: to what we talked about, you know, why 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 do we have four gospels? Well, again, it's four unique pictures of the one person Jesus, exactly. And and I think the Holy Spirit gave us that so we would understand, uh, you know, the dimensions. In the depths of, of who Jesus is,
1: and people that experience His life in different ways, right? John was yeah. so close and so intimate, and yeah. Luke was really a, a, a bibliographer, right? A right. Wrote out almost a,
0: historian, was,
1: right? right. A journalist or historian, yeah. those things, yeah, right? more
0: objective and you know those kind of things. So, yeah.
1: And so, John's father was Zebedee, right? Which we which we know from yep. from previous gospels. His mother was Salome, mm-hmm. and she served with Jesus was present at His crucifixion. Right. That's what Mark, the gospel of Mark tells us. Uh, John apparently is with the G- Galilean followers of John the Baptist who are called to follow Jesus and later later right, went on to be with Jesus. And we we have the story in John of you know, they come up with some a Jew comes up and says to John the Baptist, you know, why are all your people going to follow Jesus? Yeah. And it's because you, know, he was greater. And then John eventually right, was among those t- those selected to be an apostle. Mm-hmm. And then even after Christ's ascension. Right. John remains in Scripture. We see him three yep. different times in Acts, always with Peter. Yep. Right. Always hanging out with Peter and, um, if the traditions say he eventually went to Ephesus, right, and was was and then finally exiled to Patmos, which is where where they wrote Revelation. Yeah, they wrote Revelation. Um, John was probably the last Synoptic Gospel written. It was and uh, in, in, in his three epistles in Revelation were written very late, probably in the 90s AD, and this was probably in a similar time frame. So this is after the fall. of Yeah, Jerusalem. One,
0: one of the things I love about you know John in the New Testament is we get the Gospel, which is probably written about 60ish years you know later, right, and and. And so you get this unique perspective of I think him looking back and saying these this is the Jesus I knew these are the things that are most important. Right. Then we get the pastoral John and the, the letters of first, second, and third John. Right. And then we get John writing Revelation at the very end of his life. And so we get three real distinct pictures, you know, of of what you know he calls the disciple Jesus loved, right. And I think that's so so interesting that I think he you know he understood that, and we get that command right: love one another. So as as the love of Christ transformed John, we get these pictures, you know, these unique snapshots at different stages of his life. You know, John with Jesus, John at Ephesus with the church, and then John, you know, speaking to the churches uh, in the Book of Revelation
1: about what was to come. Well, it's, and that's, which is very different than Luke and Luke Acts, which is really a one contiguous work. Right. Right. One contiguous perspective that really, you know, chronology is what what differs that, whereas perspective really, and you get a mature, because John was older, right, you get a mature perspective on these things. And so that, I think that's a lot, feeds a lot into this writing. And so who is the audience, right? John writes really to everyone. Yeah. Uh, probably particularly to the to Asia Minor where he'd eventually minister, but really this is a gospel for everyone. And I, and I love the what, right? John, John writes to create intellectual, right, that you may believe and spiritual that you're that in believing you may have life, conviction about the son of God. Yeah. Right? The predominant theme is the contrast between belief and unbelief in the person of Jesus Christ. That those who would place their faith in him have eternal life and those that reject him are under the condemnation of God. And it is again no metal yeah. No middle,
0: right? Even the characters, right? That John John you know introduces us to. It's right. either they they believe or they don't.
1: Right. It's a very black hat white hat. Right. Like the old westerns. Yeah. Like the old right. Like, like, like there wasn't anything ambiguous. Right. Some key words from John include right truth, light, darkness, word, knowledge, belief, abide, love, world, witness, and judgment. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you think about what those span yeah. in our faith, yeah. Right, and and it's it's just, it's just mag, it's well, magnificent. To,
0: to your point, John does such a great job of, of with our head, he arranges his material so that we may believe. But right. with our heart, right, he arranges his material so that we're compelled to respond.
1: Right, and that and and that's the, the whole point. Right, is not is not because the demons know and believe, but they don't respond. Right. And that's where John draws us out, right? Truly draws us out. So the gospel is not only evangelist, evangelistic, right? But it serves to make believers more sure of who Jesus is and how we follow him. Yeah right so that so, and 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 i think that that's extraordinary extraordinary from john and so why which is john right he writes a thesis statement right john 2031 these are written so that you may believe that jesus is the christ the son of god and that by believing you may have life in his name yeah right john presents jesus as yeah. the son of god and and that's it that by believing you may have life.
0: Yeah. And that word for belief, remember it means trust. You right. put your weight down on something. And that's what John is saying. He's like, I know this guy, you know, forwards and backwards. And I'm telling you, he is the son of God and he can be trusted, yeah. you know, with your salvation, with your eternity, you know, and that's why we get John three sixteen and so yeah. many famous verses from this passage. And, you know, I also love that in that same section there, John says, I, listen, if I wrote everything there was to write about Jesus, all the world, you know, couldn't hold all the volumes. And so I, you know, I just think about that, like, I can't wait to track John down in heaven and sit down and say, hey, tell me some of that other stuff. You <laughs> exactly, know?
1: all the that stuff that left yeah. was left on the cutting room yeah. floor. Yeah, right? but
0: this we have for a purpose, and he right. tells us that. And even right. that, you know, your point about him writing it later in his life, I think as he reflected back, he wanted to arrange this material so that it would draw us into the person, ministry, life, and death, and resurrection of Jesus in a way that was compelling.
1: Well, and that is sufficient, Right, sufficient for us to believe and sufficient for us to to have life. Because, right, there's lots of other things he could do. But what he put in was what is sufficient for us to do these things. Mm -hmm. Right, so as we we go into the Gospel of John, right, let's go through an outline. So John presents a comprehensive view of Christ, both fully God and fully man. Because yes. right, his divinity is certainly on display in the opening, right, with, with him being yeah. God and the Word made yep. flesh. I mean, there's those are mag- – and we'll read that. Those are magnificent words. But then his humanity is demonstrated, right, and he's, yeah. where he's weary, right, he's thirsty, he's dependent, he grieves, his soul is troubled, and he has anguish, or right? He experiences anguish and death. Yeah. So there's clear humanity in there.
0: And I think that's why so many people relate to the Gospel of John, right. you know, because it is is so personal. And we do see, you know, the humanity of Jesus on display. Of course, juxtaposed against his divinity, but it's both are are, are there in in
1: depth, right? Well, and he strikes the divine tone, yes. right? And then, in light of the divine tone, he shows the humanity of Christ, beautiful. And I think that's just an all again the way he arranged – So it's such a mature arrangement, right? And it's it's just awesome. Anyway, okay. So the really like the first eighteen verses is the incarnation of the Son of Man, and I we'll, said so we're going to get to that in a little bit. That's just just spectacular. And then the presentation of the Son of God, right? It's really the next chapter, the rest of chapter one through chapter four. Mm -hmm. And then the opposition to the Son of God starts about chapter five and goes through chapter 12. And then the preparation of the disciples by the Son of God. And that's chapter 13, where they do a a Lord's Mm -hmm. Supper. And then 14 through 17 is the upper room discourse. And if you ever need encouragement, if you ever need encouragement, 14 through 17, Jesus prays for you. That's right. Jesus Christ prays for you. Yep. Praise for me, praise for Jay, praise for those of us who believe without seeing him. Yeah. We are in the prayers of Jesus, the words of Jesus to his Father. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and, and we know again we have this emphasis in our church on, on being disciples who make disciples. So if you want to go back to how Jesus made <laughs> disciples, disciples yeah. right, there is the you know, this condensed, intense teaching, you know, yeah. uh, in that upper room discourse. So what what a great section to meditate on and spend oh. some time with.
1: Just spectacular. And of course, you know, the crucifixion and the resurrection of the Son which you said, you know, he, he certainly spends extended time and has unique details about yes. that we'll get to. Um, and, the, and the, key, the key verse, right, that, that uh, you know, that you, that you referenced. Right? Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. right That's that whole section. And that's really the key verse. Yeah. Now, John is hinged. If you look for a structure in it, mm-hmm. there are seven I am statements. Yeah. And, and I love these, right? These are, and these are, it's, it's, and it's an amazing span. Right. Of, of our need,
0: yeah, and, and on so many levels, right? So go back to kind of the uh, back earlier in our study about I am, right? right. That's how how God presented Himself uh, you know, to, to Moses and and to Abraham. And so is the great I am. And so, so this understanding of, of John being a Palestinian Jew and knowing that now saying this buddy of mine, right. (laughs) Is the great I I am am, like, like John was fully bought in. He believed these things because there was really kind of no higher statement that he, he could make as, as a Jewish person about, about who Jesus was. And, and, and in addition, as you were saying, Brian, giving us these dimensions of who he was as God through these
1: statements well and that's what right and, and and doing it repeated right seven times right in a, in a form of completeness. Just the number
0: of, of perfection right
1: yeah. I mean it, it, it just spectacular right and he starts off with I am the bread of life Right, there's there's no more basic need, right, than than food, right? And we love the context coming out of the feeding of five thousand. Yeah. And the disciples are still worried about bread. And Jesus is like <laughs> I just fed five thousand right. people. That's what? right.
0: You're- and I think John six is so such a compelling passage because when Jesus feeds the crowd, the masses, they want to make him a king. Right. Right? But then Jesus goes on to teach about what that bread means, about his body and about his blood, and they're freaked out by that, right. and they leave him, right. right? And all the people leave him, and it's like, who is this man, you know? And some even want to kill him. Right. So so you see the fickle nature of the crowd, and again, John's emphasis on the response to Jesus. Right. When Jesus does something for people, and this is true to this day, right, they love him, but when he begins to teach, people have a hard time with the truth.
1: Right. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, I go back to your definition of love from several, several weeks ago, right, that love is, I, like what, I love what you give me i like what you give me i want more of it yeah and that's the way a lot of people love jesus yeah but when we start teaching about the hard things we start to teach about the commands and the way we have to live the humility with which we live our lives right in the humble state we live our lives a lot of people walk yeah right because the roots aren't we were talking about the parable of the soil right the seed falls and the plants look the same right the plant that came up on the rocky soil plant that came up with the weeds and the plant that came up with the good soil look the same yeah but the question is where's the roots
0: yeah Right. And, and you know, back back to your point here, you know, Jesus, I am the bread of life. Right. So we don't we don't need merely what Jesus can give us. We need Jesus, Jesus. to That's sustain exactly us. Right.
1: That's exactly right. And, and it's so so beautiful in how that in how that. Um, comes from, right, even in the temptation where they said you have to turn these bread and right. stone, right? And he and it echoes, all of these things echo. It's just, just so beautiful, right? And you're worried right there. We're worried about what the evening, the true bread of life is standing there in front of them mm-hmm. or standing there in front of them. Yeah. Right, this, and the second I am statement is over in chapters 8 and 9. I am the light of the world, yeah. right? So, and this is coming out of the Feast of the booths chapter in mm-hmm. chapter 7 um, and Jesus is teaching and his presence even causes division among the people. Uh, some seeing him as the Savior, right? Some seeing him as, a, as, a, as a heretic, But but Jesus says, "I am the light of the world." So, and it's not just that you can see me, right? But everything you see is as a result of who I am. Yeah. And that, that is a massive statement, yeah. right? That's that light in the room, right? right? Because nobody looks at the light in the room. You get to see the room yeah. because of the light.
0: Yeah, and it helps us to, to understand what's going on in our world, right? A right. world of darkness. Right. Like when we look at people and the choices they make and the brokenness they're in, you know, and we're like, how do they make this? They have no light. Right. So the exactly the, the, right. the doctrine of illumination yep. that of course we naturally talk about you know it comes through scripture God's word but remember John tells us in chapter one that the word was made flesh yep. and so Jesus is the one who gives us the light to not only see Him but to see everything the way He sees it to see, exactly. see everything more clearly
1: that's exactly right right you know and 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 that's what he says when he cures the blind man in nine yeah. right that I'm the light of the world I mean yep. while, while I'm here. We, we, we have to see things as they are.
0: Yeah, and it gives us compassion for the lost. They're literally stumbling around in the dark.
1: Well, and it also gives you an understanding of their deeds. They don't ever think their deeds will come to light. <laughs> right. Right? And that, But that's yeah, a, that's a in that's the real darkness, thing. Yeah. Right. And so it's going to be hidden in the darkness. What does it matter what I do? Yeah. Right. What does it matter what I do? And and we don't you – know, when we talk about the law, you know, being surprised when the lost act lost, we should not be surprised, right? Nope. When they don't think these are going to come to light, why would you worry about it? Right? Why Why would you worry of these things? And the, nec- the next are pretty closely related, right? So over in chapter 10, I am the door, right? Mm-hmm. After sharing, showing care and compassion to the man born blind. And again, the Pharisees are offended by this, offended right. by him making a blind man see. Right. Uh, it's staggering, right? So the, the Pharisees teach the, that the strict teaching of the law is the only way to heaven. But in contrast, Jesus presents himself as the door. Right. The only way. So this is a contrast between the law of the Pharisees yeah. and this legalistic mind. Yeah. And Jesus going, no, 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 it's, it's me. I, I am that way. I, I I am the way to heaven. I'm the way to the Father, um, and I yeah. think that's just a, just a stunning contrast.
0: Well, and, and think and think again about this biblically. We've we've been through the whole Bible, right up through the Gospels to this point. Remember, there was a door on Noah's Ark, <laughs> and only through that door could you be delivered and saved yeah. from from the flood, from God's wrath. Right. So there was a, a door upon which you were supposed to put the blood. Of the sacrifice Passover lamb and the angel of death would pass over. You know, you again one of these great themes, and then Jesus says, "Boom! I am the door. the door, right? The way, the truth, and the life." I mean, uh, you know, it's just so so incredible uh, to see these themes that are that are stretched throughout Scripture.
1: Well, and the, and that there are no, there's no other way to enter, right? If a thief, if anyone comes over the other way, right? That's what he says. All who came yep. before me are thieves and robbers, but sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find good pastors. That we will find good pasture. Because that's the, the next I am statement, right? It's the shepherd. Yep. Right. That I, that I am the shepherd. Um. And that, that's later, right? later on here in 10. I'm the good shepherd, right? The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand, cares nothing for the sheep. Yeah. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so it's these, it's this, it's this, it, 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 the, the care and concern because a shepherd is a whole different gig, right? And they knew who this was. And that's a lowly position, by the way. Yeah. He could have said, I am the king. Yep. And I rule over, and I. But he, he's not the shepherd. He, yeah. you know, the king is not a shepherd. Yeah. Right? A king rules over and decrees and declares. Yep. A shepherd lays down his life.
0: And I believe there's a motif for a shepherd king in Israel's history
1: somewhere right? back there. David, by the name of David, or something like You know, like and that. a promise yeah. that
0: one day a king would be on his throne, and uh, you know, Psalm 23, <laughs> and I, <laughs> something, something. And again, here Jesus comes. I am yeah. the good shepherd.
1: Right, and it's it's not a question. Right? There's, there's, it's, no. not, it's not a and question this is who about This is who I am. Right, and and this is what I came to do. Yeah. Right? We know what the shepherd came to do because we know who the shepherd is. Um, And we go on over to chapter 11, right? I am the resurrection and the life. All right? Martha, Martha, Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus is sick. And they told Jesus, and Jesus delayed coming, and he waits a couple of days. It says yeah. that in Scripture, yep. and he waits a couple of days. Right? Again, Lazarus, it's
0: about the sign. It's about right? what it pointed to. Remember, all the miracles of Jesus point to, to who
1: he is? That's exactly right, and and that's it's exactly right, right? So Lazarus dies, but you know, and and when Jesus gets there, Martha confronts it, right? If you'd been here, my brother would not have died. She has, she believes in Jesus, that's believes right. who he is, believes yep. his power, she and is and, his, and is very ticked off that he didn't come to <laughs> use his power, right? right? I mean, absolutely ticked because off.
0: because we want God to operate on our timetable.
1: It's exactly right. I certainly do. I would actually, I'd prefer a schedule. <laughs> if he could kind of give me an advance note, maybe a week out, would right? Be, be good. That'd be good. Not how faith works, right? But Jesus' response: I am the resurrection of life. Not why are you why are you complaining? Not, but he says, I am the resurrection of life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And Lazarus rose. Yeah, right. Yeah. Take those grave clothes off him. Yeah, right
0: and I love it right because because the response is yes lord i believe that you are the christ the son of god like you know sure but they didn't expect him to raise lazarus right then and there and right. yet he did
1: exactly. you know
0: and again one of my my favorite you know very specific details that john gives us he says lazarus come forth. Right. Why? Because if he just said, come forth,
1: the whole, everybody, the, every, every, every dead guy in that
0: back. cemetery, right, right. Would have come walking out of those, those caves and those tombs. That's right. And so he had to be specific and, you know, and so I, I love that John gives us that specificity in detail.
1: Well, and that, and that, yeah, that just, yeah, that's just staggering. Just staggering. So we go, we head over to the upper room discourse, right over to, to and this is kind of the opening toom, tone, right. Of the upper room discourse of, I am the way, the truth and life, right. Over in fourteen six. um, that, right, and so they've had an intimate meeting right, with the disciples in chapter 13, yep. ends with a new commandment, and then Jesus sets the tone for the upper room discourse with this I am statement. I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And from those words, everything else, discipleship emanates out of that. Yep. Right, and so though that is when you ask, kind of, what's the key to discipleship? Where does that start? It starts with Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. Because we often think that that the the truth is some kind of collection of facts, right? Right, or or some special knowledge. Right, Mm -hmm. the Gnostics would tell you that. But what the truth is is Jesus. At one point, we're going to give truth a hug. Mm. And, and I think that that you when, when you stop and you know, kind of pull back on that yeah that's a, that's a stunning thing to say
0: yeah he's yeah. a, a person thing to, to know, not a concept to discover
1: right that truth is personal that is, is a yeah. there's a personification of truth yeah. it's, it, it, so, again, so good yeah just just absolutely mind boggling absolutely mind boggling um and so finally, at the beginning of chapter 15, right, we get to I am the true vine, mm-hmm. uh, and then that's following the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus emphasizes that the Holy Spirit is not going to replace him, right? That it's not something you're getting instead of him, but is the way we stay connected to him, yep. that after he ascends, so the Holy Spirit is what keeps us connected to the vine, Yes, keeps us connected to that presence. And we, and we miss, or I at least there have been a lot of times I've read that and missed kind of what the, what the um, that, that connection, mm-hmm. if you will, that that's the connection to the vine. Yeah. Um, Just stunning, and just yeah. and like you said, the span of these statements right oh the the span of these statements um just absolutely stunning, absolutely stunning um and then the, the second kind of feature of, of the, uh, of John is the seven signs, what they call the seven signs, the seven miracles. Right. Right. And so, and the first one starts off with him turning the water into wine at the wedding at Cana. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he heals the official son at Capernaum. Yep. Right. Healing of an invalid at the pool of Bethsaida in Jerusalem. Uh, the feeding of the five thousand. Yep. Walking on the water to go catch up to the disciples. Um, healing the blind man in Jerusalem and raising Lazarus. Yeah. And like you said, each of these confirms his authority in a different aspect, in a different way, in a different circumstance.
0: Yeah, because yeah, John tells us in chapter 20, he did many other signs in the right. presence of his disciples, which are not written down. Right. But but these John has captured because they're telling us something about the character of God on display in Jesus. Exactly. And and
1: how how the kingdom operates right it, it's almost a demonstrative version of the sermon on the mount right right where the sermon on the mount gave us gave us kind of yeah. the 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 process and procedure almost in it well yeah, in Matthew right I mean he's mm-hmm. he's a he's a, he's, a, he's written to Jews, right, by by jew for jews about a jew yep. so it's very much jew very jewish in its orientation where this is so it's demonstrative both in his i am statements and in the signs right um just again just just staggering just staggering, yeah. and so
0: so that really gives us the framework, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it for 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 the book, you know? And so you've got kind of the book of the signs, and then and then the passion, you know, yep. uh, narrative that that we're we're going to see in a few moments. But you know, it's interesting, Brian. You were talking about the different authors, and we know that you know Luke, you know, traces the the roots of Jesus. Uh, for us all the way back to, to Adam, because mm-hmm. uh, he wants to see how, you know, Jesus was the savior of the whole world. And then Matthew, of course, traces them back to, to David and right. the, the the kingly line, you know, of, of Israel, because, again, that gospel was written with a Jewish audience mind. But where where does John go with this thing?
1: The beginning, beginning, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right. I mean, my my spell checker had to give me that twice as I typed that out,
0: right? right. Literally it, yeah. in the, the beginning. beginning,
1: right? It, this is the beginning, beginning, not like the kind of beginning, right? And that's where where, where chapter one starts. And it, y'all, you just you have to read this, right? You have to read this. So in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. John bore witness about him and cried out, this was he whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we all, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known.
0: Amen. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right, I mean, the-
0: uh, there've been been volumes right, written <laughs> on John John's prologue. Yep. again. Think about what he gives us. Jesus is is was there in the beginning, right? Yep. He is the Word, yep. the Logos which to the Greeks that was the divine spark. Right. That was what they were looking for in their literature and their art and their you know their culture it was it was the logos to the Jews, right? It was it was the word right. which they held in the highest esteem. So it's amazing by using that one term John is saying Jesus was the highest fulfillment of what the Greeks were searching for and what what the Jews honored and revered. Right. You know, and so he's not only the word but he's light, he's life, he's grace, he's truth, he's grace upon grace. I mean, uh, again, we could we could just spend days in just the prologue of John's gospel. Well,
1: and that and, and right th- from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace, right? And 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 you st- and and we all have right because we all have the opportunity to be yeah. saved because of his actions, yeah, right? And th- and that's just staggering that that people that that the Lord would make that kind of sacrifice for ungrateful people yeah. like me, yeah right because i was an ungrateful until until i reached salvation tell them for whatever reason the lord allowed me to be saved right he he, he i was an ungrateful and there's still aspects of me that's ungrateful yeah Right. But the Lord works on those things. The Holy yeah, Spirit works pure, on those pure things. Pure
0: gospel. And you know, I think it's John Stott who pointed out when we were looking at the survey of all the gospels. You know, it's it's John's that gives us the heights and the depths right. of the gospel, right? In the sense that you have this this massive I mean, this this is God, right? With right. God in the beginning, the Word, but then the incarnation. Right. And that was the real scandal to John's audience. Right. Because this this Gnostic heresy, this idea that, you know, that, that God would want to have anything to do with flesh, right. you know, was just was remarkable. Remarkable.
1: Right because that was what you were trying to escape. Right. right. and and then what that led to was it didn't matter what you did with your body. Right. But right? hence the temple prostitutes and these this very hedonistic living. Yeah. Because it didn't matter what yeah, you did with your matter body. It didn't as you matter.
0: But guess what? Matter matters to God. It does. And
1: and, it does. and,
0: and so you, there's so many layers to this thing. But but again, just and again, a Galilean fisherman wrote this. <laughs> right.
1: It's not right, this is not a theologian, an academic from you know what, Oxford or whatever, some massive university. But you could
0: right? never, never plumb the depths of how rich this, this opening about who Jesus is, you know this is. has
1: become. And probably the most famous passage writes John three, right? Yeah. Particularly three sixteen, um, you know, where Nicodemus comes at night to to, to ask Jesus, and seemingly earnestly seeking, from yeah. everything we can tell, right, yeah. earnestly seeking Jesus. Um, it, uh, it it and I listened to A. W. Tozer preach on this. I think from fifty three a recorded thing from fifty three, and he read this passage. Yeah, and he paused. I think for two minutes and fifteen seconds of silence. Which is, by the way, it just hey, dram- it's dramatic, right? So you're to, no and he stops, and he, his voice breaks, and he says, "I realize this passage is people's wheelhouse." He said, "There are pastors that, that you're, when they're asked to preach, they yep. pop up." And he said, "I've only preached in the 50 years I've been in ministry." He said, "I think I've only preached this a handful of times hmm. because these words are too holy." Hmm. And that was really what hooked me on Tozer was his when he his appreciation for the the gravity. Yeah. Of the word is what, is what I always got. Great from way me. to put how, it. How heavy and how, and how much, what the weight of glory. Yeah. The weight of glory, yeah. yeah. Right, and, and how this passage, and we tend to be kind of flippant, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. Hmm. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Yeah. and that's what goes back to where you're talking about the ministry on skid Row yeah. there there are no uncertain terms. right you 're already condemned if there's any and I, and, and you, know, so, you know, we've been in place all of us have probably been in places in your life where you know i 'm already condemned yeah I'm you, don't, guilty. you don't have to condemn me right you don't have to condemn me i don't, I don't have to have a, a sermon tell me that i don't have to have a, a, somebody anybody tell me that I realize i 'm condemned yeah right? got that yep so so what do I do? Right. And that's what Jesus gives us Mm -hmm. is. So what do I do? Right. And Jesus said, well, look, I come. I've come to take that away from you. Right. All you have to do. All you do is believe in me. Right. Mm -hmm. And you believe and whoever believes me is not condemned. Is not condemned. Right. That condemnation, that sense that, you know, you are no longer condemned when you believe in Christ Jesus. And again, I don't know what better message to tell anyone, right? And I don't care if you're on Skid Row or you're the CEO of whatever the biggest company right. is, right? You are equally condemned without Christ Jesus. And so I don't know what more powerful—and uh, like I say, a lot of times people are hesitant to talk about the wrath, yeah. to talk about the—, uh, the Yeah, the,
0: yeah the, we uh, pluck sometimes 316 out of context, and as you just did, it's so much richer and deeper when you read it in its setting.
1: Well, and because again, there is no middle. Right there is no I, I'll think about it. There is no you know I'm kind of on the no no no. Yeah. You're G- either already Jesus demands a response. Right. You're either already I'm, you know, he's, he's your cornerstone or he's your or he's your stumbling block.
0: Yeah. Pot. Yeah. He's okay. your Lord or he's a lunatic or a liar. Right. Is what it's <laughs> C.S. Famously Lewis said.
1: Right. You, you got one way to go. Got one way to go. Um, right. The faithful love the light, but the condemned love the dark, and that's what we we're talking about earlier. Right. There is there is just nothing. There's just nothing that. I don't know. It, that's just, that is just truly awesome. And so let's, let's go to the, uh, I know we're kind of winding in on time. Let's, uh, go over to the, to the crucifixion and the resurrection over chapter yeah. 19. Um, right. I thought it was fascinating that John included the languages uh-huh. on, yeah. on, on the sign above the cross, right? Signifying that the sacrifice is for all people. Yeah. And, and I just love that, right? That, 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 that all, anybody that came and saw could know why he was there. Yep. Whatever culture you're from, wherever you are from, this is a universal thing. Um, Jesus gives John responsibility for caring for his mom, mm-hmm. right? That, oh, wow, yep. one to think of that, right? To think yeah. of that on the cross. I mean, he, he's yep. the savior, but think of that on the cross. And then this gives an shows an aspect of John's relationship yes. with him, and so that actually speaks back to the entire gospel. Yep. Right. That this this is the intimate knowledge. That Jesus has, because I mean, yeah. you know, it's like putting somebody in your will to take care of your children. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's not a trivial decision no, to no. make.
0: No, and and you know the other thing, of course, in this moment is is this is important for the church.
1: Hey, that's exactly because
0: right. Jesus is, is looking at John and saying, like, you know, th- this is your mother. Like, in other words, we we like you know you often hear, oh, the, the church should be like a family. Right. No, no. Jesus is saying the church is is family. a family. <laughs> And, right. and he's literally entrusting his mother's own care to, you know, his beloved disciple and friend, John. Right. And so that becomes important in the early church and important now, right. you know, when, when people don't, you know, they're, they're kicked out of their families when they have no other place to go, that their family is the church, the body of Christ.
1: Amen. Amen. Um, and that Jesus' side was pierced, right? And blood and water mm-hmm. coming out. That was, and that ensured, it, it, well, because the prophecy said no bone will be broken. Right, and so they broke the legs of the thieves, yeah. so they would suffocate because because the 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 holy the holy day coming, and but Jesus, right, they pierced, mm-hmm. right, and he would be pierced for our transgressions. And
0: exactly, Isaiah fifty three, right? back to the big story. Yeah. yeah,
1: and you and it's yeah, it's just stunning how many echoes right keep keep coming back, yeah. keep coming back. Nicodemus, right, appear, appears again, right, yep. to bring myrrh and aloes for Jesus' burial. Um, John provides the account of Jesus as the gardener, mm-hmm. right, with echoes of Eden. Yeah. Right. That it, it, it all started in a garden, and it all restarted in a garden. And I, I, that detail has always stunned me, Yeah. right, that, that we, we, we come back. It, it, it starts over where it started in the first
0: place. That's right.
1: And that, that just blows yeah. my mind.
0: Yeah, and speaking of it. starting over, you know, the way that, that John weaves in the story of Peter. Yeah. And Peter's denial Right, and then the restoration of Peter that's right at the end of chapter you know in, in chapter twenty one at the end of the resurrection story,
1: well, and thomas, right I mean and so that and that's what those encounters with Peter and Thomas really showed that personal relationship with the disciples, yes, and that redemption is personal and specific, yeah. And a lot of times we don't realize we you know we we kind of think of redemption as a global concept to some degree, yeah. and we don't realize how personal redemption is to yeah. each of us as believers. Yeah. Because that and that's the power of testimony, right? Yeah. Because that redemption, the way Jesus redeemed me is different than how he redeemed you. Yeah. It's different than how he redeemed someone else. And the beauty of those But stories, how
0: he brings all of those pieces back around and, oh. and how he reclaims every single one of them. One of the best sermons I've ever heard on on that story, the restoration of Peter, it was called the Kingsford Redemption. As in the charcoal. charcoal. Because Jesus, right, cooks
1: yeah. over breakfast fire.
0: for Peter over charcoal. Yeah. Well also in John's gospel he denies jesus Overtch around fire. fire yeah and so again not a detail left unturned yeah. but, but john helping us to see you know these great huge themes of grace and truth and redemption yet at the same time the way jesus was so personal with each of these people in in the gospel story
1: and we we somewhat in the in the mass consumerism of church we sometimes miss that it's, it's always personal. Yeah, it's always about people. Right, it's always personal, right? I yeah. yeah, think Sting actually, or they go crazy in congregations, but they only get better one by one, right? Because the Lord saves us one by one. Yeah. Right, even when 3,000 are saved, they were saved one by one. Yeah, yeah. Right? They were saved one by so one. So good. Praise God. All right, so what did we learn from John? right jesus is the son of god amen right that, that you know it is from the initial verse right the images that open things that we see jesus the incarnate god and through writing after writing after writing right there is no question that this is the one and only only uh that is worthy to redeem worthy of our honor and praise th- that this is the son of god unquestionably and like you said from one of his closest friends one yeah. of his closest people um th- and that's just made just amazing and then and then I just put Jesus is <laughs> right from from those I am statements I, you know and we we left out so much right the woman the woman at the well yeah right? where he says look because oh, yeah. he says first he's right, he's the bread he's also the water yeah right he's also the light Yep. He's also right. You kind of you, you yeah.
0: just you kind, you use the word comprehensive here in the handout, <laughs> yeah. And that, that is the best word. Yeah. You know, a, again, it's this idea that we sometimes for a minute we think, okay, we got Jesus kind of figured out. We've read enough about, it. and then we read another story, and our mind just explodes with what what he can do. Because to your point about the woman on the well, I, I think the balance between conviction and compassion right. that our world needs so much right. that story illustrates right. so effectively.
1: One well, you love that that he tells her her past, and she goes, "Surely you're a prophet. yeah. Right? Cuz we think of prophets as future tellers, but uh-huh. they're not. They're people with insight. Truth tellers, yeah. Right? They're the truth tellers. That's exactly right. They're the people with insight. And then you get the the worship discussion there. Yeah. Right? We Samaritans worship on yeah. this mountain. You Jews worship in yeah. Jerusalem. Which yeah. so who's right? Yeah.
0: And again from this big picture about worship, right. you know, and this right. this, you know, centuries-long feud between Samaritans and Jews yeah. down to the personal life of this Samaritan woman. Right. And that Jesus would even talk to a Samaritan and a woman. Right. You know, right. I, I, all things just unconventional, again, to help us to understand that, that comprehensively Jesus is, as you say here, sufficient.
1: Yeah, and, and just to break down those walls, right? Whatever you think is inhibiting you from sharing Jesus, from telling Jesus, yeah. that's just something that, that Satan is throwing up in front of you. Some of the world yeah. is throwing up in front of you that, because Jesus is for them and whoever they are. And I don't know who you think them is, Yeah, right? Because we, we all have our them. Right, but Jesus came to save them too. Yeah.
0: And the them might be you.
1: That's right. Well, I am somebody else's them. There's no there's no doubt. I'm probably a lot of people's them. That's kind of the life I've led. But you hope, hopefully, we're re, the Lord is restoring and redeeming. Right. Yeah. That's, that's but what that, He does. But that's
0: the story of John. Right? Absolutely. So.
1: That's so good. And I had I had this uh, commentary by Lightheart. Um, I, I kind of like this this summary of of the gospel. I said in in writing his gospel, John's doing more than merely trying to convince his readers of the truth of certain events. He doesn't just want his readers to believe, but to believe in order to gain life. Right. That's the good news of Easter, yeah. right? Right. Not just that a man was dead and came back to life, though that's true, and not yep. just that the event really happened, though it did. But the good news of Easter is more, that the one who is life submitted to death and yeah. conquered it, yeah. right? And therefore, those who believe in him may have life in his name. The word of the Father has not been silenced by the grave, but speaks again to Mary in the garden and through John across the ages to us. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus right. is alive. Jesus is alive and he's and he's doing the same things he was doing then today. Yeah. Isn't that, awesome? yeah,
0: so so good, mm, so good. Good, thank stuff. you, Brian. Thanks sure. for thanks for walking us through that today. The Gospel of John. will be back next Wednesday with the Book of Acts. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, man, it's flying by, and here we go. Uh, we're going to really, really move to the end of the year.
1: Yeah, we we, we got a lot to do in the next two months. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, so get that Bible reading plan. <laughs> Reach out to us at info@stationhillchurch.com at if you need the handouts or if you have any questions or insights. We'd love to hear from you. And let me pray for as we close today. Father, thank you uh, for the way that your gospel is both just so transcendent, God, that it points out that Jesus is God, and yet it is so personal Mm -hmm. at the same time to point out how the gospel has come to us and how Jesus interacted with his disciples and with the people he healed, with the people he taught and God with the people that he came to bring life from. So God, I pray that for those of us who are believers, this makes us more sure of the one that that gives us life and who he is, that he is the great I am. And God, I pray if there's someone out there listening who doesn't know Jesus as Savior, that today is the day that they would discover that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That no man comes to God the Father except through him. So God, we thank you for that simple but profound truth that you so love the world that you gave your one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you that we don't stand condemned in our sins, not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done on our behalf. So God, may we believe and by that belief have life in his name and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Brian.